Good morning and welcome to Equity Monday, TechCrunch's weekly kickoff. Each and every Monday, we take a quick and, we hope, useful look at the markets. We take a peek at the latest early-stage news. We wonder what happened over the weekend. And finally, we talk about what is coming up. Now, are you ready? Are you feeling good? We ask that every week. Uh, I I doubt it this time. Uh, But let's get into the news because Monday is here, whether we agree with it or not. So when we started this show, recording uh, a couple of trial episodes back in December, uh, we didn't expect Equity Monday to become a stock market, you know, doom and gloom show that would feature regular reporting on the spread of a disease. And yet here we are today, this morning, Monday, with more stock market doom and gloom and news on the spread of coronavirus, COVID-19. Briefly, infections are now north of 111,000. 3,890 people have died. Domestically here in the States, there are 564 cases at the minimum and 22 known deaths. Now, there is some good news. Uh, There's a slowing infection rate in South Korea, it appears. But domestically, as the Trump administration continues to attract criticism for its handling of COVID-19, it doesn't seem hopeful today, at least, that U.S. infections or infection growth will be curbed soon. And that means that the diseases spread, the market disruptions, the falling trade, and the falling spend in select categories will continue probably to be down. You know, domestically, it looks pretty rough. In China, there are some good signs, but it's really hard to look at the global picture now and know what to think. Throw in a complete collapse in oil prices over this weekend for reasons that we just don't have time to explain here. And the world honestly looks pretty bleak. Even cryptocurrencies are down, guys, with Bitcoin uh, falling under the $8,000 mark, off more than 10% in the last 24 hours. Other coins are off even more. Um, If you go to CoinMarketCap, you can get a pretty good look of it. But uh, if you were hoping that cryptos were going to be a hedge, uh, it doesn't seem to be the case. So stocks are down, infections are up, trade looks crap. It's really kind of a bad day so far to start. And I'm sorry to bring you such bad news, but here's a little bit of a, a final bad news. The U.S. stock markets are preparing to fall by nearly 5% as we write the show this morning. That's the Dow Jones, the S&P 500, and the Nasdaq Composite are all down so sharply that ahead of trading today, I saw more tweets than I'd like to admit talking about circuit breakers and whether trading could halt if things keep looking as bad as they do. And that's Monday so far. Looking ahead to the week, let's talk about startups. Of course, private companies do not trade like public companies do, so we can't know right now how much startups are being repriced at the moment. But TechCrunch has covered some data, and I'll throw a link to this in the uh, the post on TC for this episode, indicating that markups in Q4 uh, were pretty hot. And what that means is private companies were seeing their values as they raise more capital grow very aggressively very recently. Now, however, we're coming into a period of expected private market price disruptions at the tail end of what is effectively an 11-year bull market slash party. So the retrofitting in terms of valuations compared to what they were, compared to what they might be now, could get pretty steep. So much so, really, that even Sequoia, a famous venture capital firm in Silicon Valley, is out in the market once again warning its portfolio companies, and therefore the startup market kind of writ large, that things could get very bad. The last time they did this, of course, was the Rip Good Times presentation back in 2008, something that seemed both prescient, as times were indeed then very bad, and also a little bit wrong, because that was around when the 11-year bull market began. Making a call before things actually collapse may be a bit more reasonable, but the point is Sequoia is scared, people are worried. 
Now, the steps that uh, high-growth private companies can undertake are pretty simple, at least according to VC Twitter, as far as I can see, having read more tweets over the weekend than I'd like to admit. Startups can reduce their expense growth, the rate at which they add new costs. They can reduce burn through various techniques. They can expect longer sales cycles. So if you're a B2B SaaS company, expect things to take a little bit longer to close. They can lock down more cash today and be prepared to generally bunker up. That's the advice. You knew all that, of course, but it's good to say it one more time out loud, just in case you'd forgotten one of the broader points. Now, there's a caveat to this. Every investor thinks a startup should become a bit more conservative and that prices are too high, except for their own portfolio companies, which are perfect. Now, of course, there's a bit of a quirk to the uh, venture capital market, as it were. VCs will often tell you that there's a lot of overvalued companies out there, none of which, of course, are in their portfolio. And there are some companies out there that are spending too much to acquire customers. But of course, CAC in their portfolio is perfectly reasonable. I'm presuming that a lot of investors are saying things are bad and then telling their portfolio companies to keep growing. How to solve that tension, I don't know. But of course, VC investments are predicated heavily on growth, and that's why they're worth theoretically so much. So... Investors and startup founders probably a little bit at loggerheads about what to do internally, but of course, we'll know more when we have some Q1 VC numbers. Finally, today could be one of the worst days that I can recall for stocks, period, with oil down the most since 1991, at least according to charts that I saw this morning, and all U.S. treasuries yielding under 1%. We are in deep and turbulent waters. Okay, enough of all that. Let's talk about something fun. Let's take a break from the doom and the gloom. This is not all Mordor this morning. Let's talk about some early stage rounds. Now, if stock markets are all bad news, early stage venture rounds are kind of the antibody. They're the antidote. Because what's more optimistic than seed? Seed is literally money into companies that have done the least. It is just flat out smiles and hope. So... I have three this morning to kind of counterbalance all of that relatively depressing news. If you're still here, if you turn this off because you just wanted to go cry in the closet, I understand. Don't worry about it. I mean, it's it's not going to be a good day. Anyways, three companies that are cool. So Airmeet, an India-based startup that, according to Crunchbase, sells, quote, an online events platform with a focus on interactivity. I recently wrote about the uh, the boom in remote work-friendly startups. I think it was on Friday or Thursday. I want to bet that Airmeet, which focuses on online events, has seen an uptick in demand. Well, Excel India certainly thinks, though, they just led a $3 million seed round into the company. Next, we have Sama, Sama, S-A-M-A, which is based in Singapore, has put together a $1.15 million seed round to build out its, quote, digital recruitment platform, according to Tech in Asia. Crunchbase notes that the company helps with the recruitment of, quote, migrant workers, starting with the construction industry. Technology going into labor seems pretty reasonable. $1.15 million, not the world's biggest seed round, but certainly interesting to see. Finally, this morning, um, Vivu, Vivu, Vivu. V-I-V-O-O. Based in SF, Vivu, we'll say, has raised $500,000 more in seed capital, according to Crunchbase, and the company describes itself, and I love this, as a, quote, wellness app that guides users to a healthier lifestyle with personalized nutrition advice based on urine data. So, yes, the world is very serious, and yes, there's a lot going on, but a P startup just raised half a million dollars, so there's that. We're running a little bit long today, so let's recap something that's been on my mind, and I hope yours as well, which is the IPO market. So coming up, we know that Asana, which is a SaaS kind of B2B team productivity slash you know collaboration thing, uh, privately filed and is probably pretty healthy given its known ARR scale, well north of 100 million, and history of quick growth. It had some accelerating expansion back in I think 2018 and 2019. All right, that one filed privately, probably coming 
probably fine. DoorDash is privately filed and is probably hunting for cash at uh, the worst possible time. The markets are air gapping down, risk off is the name of the day, and DoorDash, everyone says, loses more money than you can shake a stick at. Of course, I don't have the latest figures, but uh, rough time for that company. And then there's two companies that have filed kind of publicly, uh, Procore, of course, uh, which we've looked at on TC, probably a pretty good shot to get public, vertical SaaS, construction tech, uh, hot space, lots of growth, seems fine. Accolade, a bit riskier, it feels. Venture-backed health services company, pretty unprofitable, not growing super fast. Unclear where this one lands. Oh, and Postmates filed, of course, a while ago. Postmates is uh, privately filed and then did nothing. What happens when you dual track and, and no one else is on the other track? Postmates. And then, of course, Airbnb is supposed to go public this year, um, though what we're hearing through the old grapevine is that growth has slowed dramatically down from double-digit expectations. So if it does go public this year, probably later. And if COVID-19 keeps, you know, emptying airports and slowing down tourism, uh, maybe not. There's also some more issues with Airbnb. If you haven't caught up on that, I think we talked about it yesterday. Not yesterday. Wow. It's early, guys. Last Friday on Equity, discussing the uh, the importance of their stock option and RSU timings. Worth a listen in case you want to know why Airbnb is in trouble. All right. I think, I think this is kind of it. But just keep in mind that if we don't see any more companies actually go public that are venture-backed and kind of in the non-biotech world, we're really down to like Casper, which hasn't gone well, and One Medical, which has given back some of its gains. Uh, two venture-backed IPOs in, in, in all of Q1 2020 is a disaster. I don't think there's another word for it. It's very bad. So I'm keeping a lot of eyes on this because it matters. And if there's not more liquidity, uh, a lot of investors that have promised or shown their own investors, their own LPs, paper gains are going to struggle to show cash on cash returns. And eventually that must matter. It, it must matter at some point. So I don't want to be that guy, but it's probably not going to be a week uh, of good news, but it's probably a good week to read a lot of news. And that's all we have for you today. Uh, hugs and love from Providence. Please stay safe, as safe as you can. You know, we're thinking about everyone who listens to our little show around the world. And we really, really wish you only the best and our, our hearts out. Uh, so far, you know, Chris and I and, and Danny are doing fine, uh, but we're really hoping that everyone else is, uh, is as good as can be. All right. On that note, I am Alex Wilhelm. This is Equity Monday, a.k.a. the Doom and Gloom Stock Market Show. And you, my friend, are tremendous and we'll be back very, very soon. Be cool. Be cool.